0: Good evening, and happy Father's Day, and welcome to the Live Exchange, Dr. Pam I'm
1: Robert Pierce,
0: and happy Bob, happy Father's Day, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank I, you. I, appreciate I, it. I thank you for everything that you do as a father, as a role model, raising a productive citizen in this United States, <laughs> so that she can contribute <laughs> to the world. I appreciate you for all that you do.
1: Thank you. It, it's not an easy job, but it's one that's rewarding. And um, I'm, I'm glad that I was given the um, responsibility to be a father. Um, yeah. And I, I don't take it lightly. So I'm blessed today.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. And, and I also have to give honor to my own father, Alfonso Larde, who is um, amazing. And uh, just, you know, always there, all in, 100%. And so, yeah, uh, um, shout
1: out to my father, Robert. Sr., Robert Pierce Sr., shout out to him, Um, talked to him earlier today, and so I'm actually going to call him back after the show to talk some more, so shout out, happy Father's Day.
0: Yes, yes, so I just, I just, just to kind of, you know, give thanks that he, you know, he was always there for my games, he was always there for, you know, front and center on all of that, so um, I just want to, I just want to make sure I give him Proper shout out. So Absolutely. thank Happy you Father's to day. my yes. father for everything you've
2: you. done for me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, so today we are looking yeah. at activism. We are going to continue the conversation on activism. And we're going to look at it from a couple of different angles. We're going to look at it from the standpoint of what it means to be an activist with a camera. With any a one camera. of us can yeah. be an activist at any time with a camera. And, and you
1: may not even want to. You can just spring up on you. you just in yeah. this place and it's time to pull the camera out. Yeah. You're you, just, you know,
0: what do you do in that moment? So today yeah. we're going to talk to two people who had an opportunity to be in that moment. One was planned, Absolutely. one was unplanned. And so it'll be really interesting to hear their stories. And the second half of the show, um, we are going to have a panel of black fathers um, mm-hmm. so that we can hear their experience about what it means to really how fatherhood and activism really go hand in hand the work yeah. that fathers do is activism
1: so absolutely
0: we i'm really looking forward to to that panel
1: yes yeah, it's gonna be a fun show today i'm looking yeah. forward to it
0: yes yes not not quite as heavy as it has been but things have not necessarily changed we are just looking at it from a different standpoint from a
1: different perspective um yes. we've seen a lot has happened and you know since our last show um some good, lot. some bad. You know what I mean. But mm-hmm. um, we're we're pressing forward. Um, the the struggle is still um, being fought in the streets. The protests are still going on. Um, yes. But we're seeing some headwind, and you know, with the laws, and so that's a, a lot, good thing.
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yes. um, a lot, know, but not
0: enough, but a lot. No, right? I mean, no, but with what we're stopped. But
1: it is definitely um, encouraging to see the progress that's that's happening um, throughout the country. And so you know, I'm I'm encouraged. And I, I look forward to the weeks to come to see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I love what this is doing to the potential um, or to the election uh, the potential yeah. results of this. Um, there's just just so much. Um, so with that said, uh, I look forward to the show. Get engaged, get involved, join us on yes. Facebook live. put your comments, ask your questions. We want you to be engaged.
1: We want to hear from you and we'll be back on the live exchange. Change.
3: Black exactly <laughs> and diversity ash prices.
0: Michael Glass. trending topics.
1: Welcome back to the live exchange. Dr. Penn, what's going on with trending topics this week?
0: Oh my goodness. Um, boy is it a list. All right. <laughs> <I am. laughs> um, well, I mean, if we start uh, with the the I guess the latest thing, um, the the f- first of all, the coronavirus is back in a peak, you know, it's peaking again. And yes. um, we have hit two million. million cases here in the United States. Wow. I didn't even know when we surpassed. I mean, I remember getting to 1 million, but we are at 2 million.
2: Pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't that long ago we were, you know.
1: At one, right. At one.
0: So that's huge. But on top of that, we had um, this, well, we didn't. But there was a rally that happened in <laughs> Tulsa,
2: yeah, um, last night, right?
0: Yes, it happened last night, and um, there were some really obscene, awful, racially heavy things that that the president said during that um, rally. Um, and you know, and, and to me, it really made me wonder: to what extent was this really a, a uh, presidential rally? You know, where, what what you know was given that the yeah. American people need to hear. And I, I didn't hear anything. No, it so. sounded
1: like it was a uh, pep rally for um, white nationalists to, to gather arms and get ready.
0: It, yes, yes, yeah. it really did. And, and you know, the, the stadium was not full. It was, you know, so, so that's one piece. And then um, mm-hmm. we had on the outside, we had some protests that were, of course, opposing... You know, yeah. the, the presidential election, um, which is perfectly normal. Um, okay. But then we also had, you know, we had um, Black Lives Matter. We had people protesting brought awareness for, against police brutality. It was largely peaceful. And, yeah. you know, uh, and, and so it spoke volumes to the contrast between the two crowds because the other crowd were armed. They mm-hmm. had full, I mean. And yeah. like, Assault rifles. Assault rifles. And, and yeah. this was part of uh, some of the people that were there were a part of a group that was about um, military militarism. Let's let's just take back our country kind yeah. of mindset. And, uh, and you unfortunately,
1: know. that's that's um, a large part of um, our president's base Yeah, is, is that yeah. demographic. Right. And, um, you know, it was no accident where he held the rally. He knew what he was doing. And it was a rallying call to, like I said, just to, let's call it what it is. You know, get ready. We need to take our country back. So bear arms and let me rile you up.
2: Yeah.
1: And so mission The double standard is
0: so extreme. Um, You know that if the protesters um, for, against, you know, racial injustice were to come out there fully armed with assault rifles, (laughs) we already know. know,
1: The thing is, you know, I think it's... indicative of the change that's in the country because it was not full. You know what it I mean? was they not even, full. They even had an overflow outside. They said it was only like ten people out there, and they, and they were cancel. encouraging them to go inside. Yes, and so that's showing that the country we're just not—you know—no nobody might want to hear this. And right, I, I believe really believe the country we're just waiting till November to get them out of there.
0: Get them out, and and honestly, I think it's more than a, a national shift. I think it's a global shift that global, we're seeing happen here. Absolutely, um, and I'm very very encouraged. Yeah. Um, on top of that, what what I thought was really um, slick was, I don't know if you're, if you're hip to K-pop. Does that sound familiar to you? Okay. Very hip <laughs> to K-pop. First so K-pop. of all, no. I'm very hip.
1: <laughs> I know who they are, but there's no way I know. I know exactly well, who they
0: are. They're the you boys might have, they have a new respect Korea. for them. You might have a new yeah. respect for them because the K-pop crowd are part of the reason why the rally was not populated. And, mm-hmm. and what they did is they took, um, Tickets. They, they, they don't reserve tickets, a lot of tickets. Yeah. Um, and there was a whole movement on social media to, to reserve a ticket and not go. And mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah. They are at the forefront of, of overcoming, overpowering this movement that, that the president Absolutely, I
1: going. love it. And it just shows again, the power of social media and the yes. power of our young people.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, I'm so know, impressed with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we
1: gave up on them for so many years. You know, we, you know, we did shows, you know, about the state of our young people, but they're, mm-hmm. they showing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm and, so and this happens every generation. It, yeah. I, we have become that generation. that looks at the young people like, uh, you know, so, right. it, but it, it, it's, it's a cycle. It happens every generation. So what they're calling this generation are the zoomers. These are the preteens, the teenagers. Um, you know, and, and it's, yeah. Amazing to see, you know, what they're doing. And so um, I I am, I'm highly encouraged by the new crop of activists that I'm seeing um, come up. Um, And the other thing is another big headline is Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's are getting a makeover. They have been in our cupboards forever and sometimes we have, I know that um, I've heard things over the years like, ooh, that's not a good image or that's not good imagery. Um, and and I learned about it, of course, in college and in my ethnic studies class, why mm-hmm. these images are offensive. And so finally, after, I mean, these products, uh, I can say Uncle Ben's has been around, I don't know, the 1800s, 1880 something. Yeah, Um so as yeah, so,
1: long as I've been here, I've been eating Uncle Ben.
0: But, and well, you've we been here, a, it, yeah. right, not, not since the 1800s, but.
2: Yeah, since <laughs> but, <I've been> here.
0: <laughs> but they are, they are going to change that um, completely. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that evolves, but it, it just speaks to how all of these industries are waking up. And they're saying, you know what? We need to do something different.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's coming from everywhere. You know, yeah. even for Juneteenth, there was um, corporations that were um, giving their employees paydays off.
0: Yes. And, and there's a movement to create a national holiday. National holiday.
1: holiday. Um, yes. Yeah. So we're Juneteenth. seeing some some the headway. So, um, yeah. you know, we it. just got to stay with it. But um, we're going to come back. We're going to do some more talk. And we're going to bring our guests um, here on the Live Exchange. And we're going to talk activism today. So Stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
0: All right. Welcome back to The Light Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela.
1: And I'm Robert Pierce.
0: And we are getting ready to uh, see our first guest on today's show. Um, as we mentioned, we're looking at activism, and activism specifically with a camera. So our first guest is Daniel V. Miranda. And... Um, we can bring Daniel on. Hey, Daniel. Hey,
3: what's up, Daniel? <laughs> First, Robert, what's going on, man? Dr. Pamela, right. good to Thank see you guys.
0: Good to see you. Thank you for joining. I yeah, love man. your you. Facebook page. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. So I Daniel really is a, that. No problem. So Daniel is a photographer, and I'm going to give you just a little bit uh, about him. So when I'm exploring his Facebook page, I see that a lot of his work, um, you know, there, there there's a broad scope. You know, we've got weddings, we've got location shots we've got these like really artistic looking kind of photos um now he shot his first wedding at the age of 12. i love you because (laughs) i have been telling my kids you guys can make money now
3: (laughs) even Uh, if you don't
0: make money you can make a portfolio
3: that one was for free, though. <laughs> but, but I'm saying,
0: and that's why I threw that in there, because even if you don't make money, you can start building your portfolio, and Absolutely. I yeah. love it. So yeah. uh, he began shooting for 40 years professionally um, for five, and and, and he's now full time. So if you all you know, want to check him out, it's it's DVM Photography. Is that correct?
3: DVM DVM Productions.
0: DVM Productions, and so it's the dvmp.com. So first, let me tell everybody why we've got here. So one of the things that I saw in scrolling and social media, I don't even know how I found it. I think somebody shared the page. But there was an event called White Coats for Black Lives, really powerful event at Grady Hospital, where the medical team, the medical staff came out, and they basically um, did a demonstration for Black Lives. I would love to hear right. your take on it. But Daniel was oh, a photographer man. at the at the the yeah. rally. Let
3: me let me tell you how that happened. My two of my sister in laws, they worked there, and they posted the thing on on Facebook. The little invite, Grady, you know, on such and such a date, we're going to stand out for eight minutes and forty six seconds, seconds for George Floyd. And so I reached out to my other photographer who shoots for a, a um, luxury modern magazine. It's a big magazine out here in Atlanta. They got mm-hmm. a they got an umbrella of different magazines. They got medical, apartments, fashion, all that other stuff. And I said, hey, you might want to come check this out. So we get there and we meet up with a director or something like that. And we were the only two media guys there. It was Fox Five, and then just me and Rashawn were the only ones shooting at. And I turned, I turned to him and I said, dude, I don't, this, 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 this event is bigger than us. Yeah. The, the actual, I shot video. It was really hard because I shot video and still the actual video has been shared over 3000 times on Facebook. The actual pictures have been shared over another 4,000 times. The director from the Morehouse medical college shared all the pictures and the video to his staff. This is how big this was. Wow! And to shoot an event like that, I was I was uh, telling my other photographers, my heart was pounding. And when I say pounding, <laughs> because it, it was just a huge, huge, huge event, bigger than I'd ever thought before. Probably my biggest event that I've ever shot.
2: Wow! But
3: to capture what well, what we try to do is we try to put you in it. You know, mm. I don't want to I don't want everybody else to take pictures of people and the signs and all that stuff. But if you yeah. actually go look at the pictures,
0: that's how we I want
3: you to. Yeah, we want you to feel the event. We want you to be there. And every single picture you wow. can tell that that people really, really were taking a stance for Black Lives, taking a stance for George Floyd and his family, um, taking a stance for the medical field that's been helping us out with the pandemic that's going on right, right now. And mm-hmm. these, these pictures are just speaking volumes. And not only that, I sent it to Pam earlier, um, Tokyo news outlet picked up the, they picked up the article in Tokyo. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Like, what? yeah. They were just like, did you shoot this? I said, yeah. I said, do you mind if we share it? I said, please do. Let them see that out here in Atlanta, that we really care about not only our medical field, but the world in itself in regards to what's going on with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and uh, social justice.
0: I love it. So I have a question um, and, I, and you may have been asked this before, but- in the past when we have had protests and, and pushing for police brutality against black people it has just been black people and I'm curious to know how it how you came to be involved and how did you feel did you feel welcome did you you know what what's your experience in being involved with this movement um,
3: well I'm they call me well it's kind of weird because I am, I am my parents are from Mexico so I'm considered mm-hmm. a Mexican. Okay. Um, Excuse me, but my wife's black. My kids are black. My, you know, ninety percent of my friends are black. My church is black. But all I your was
0: photography never... has black <laughs> <in my> people. <laughs> but I've,
3: I was never raised. I was never raised to love a certain particular culture. Mm. My parents raised me. I was just loving everybody. Like I Jesus love Christ loved everybody. That's the way mm. I was raised.
0: I love it. And
3: and but I've been. I've personally think I've been racially profiled you know not mm. only personally but in my marriage you know we mm. still get those looks yeah. you know um yeah, i hate and i i got a 16 year old son you know and i have to teach him that i literally i literally had to have the conversation with him saying dude when you go outside of this house out of this area you have to be careful man you got to yeah. be careful wow. you know don't disrespect the police officers you be obedient you know and it's sad that i had to tell him that but that's the kind of world that we live in now
0: Right.
1: Yeah. 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 And um, first, let me say happy Father's Day to you. Yes. Man. Thank you. Um, you too, Thank me. you so much. Yes, sir. Um, and my, my question is, and I and you just touched on it, as a father, you know, in the climate that's going on, talk about the feelings, you know, when your son leaves your house,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and to the point he comes home, you know, sh- share with that, you know, what you go to as a as a father just trying to raise your son to do the right thing, but knowing the world that he's about to go into.
3: (laughs) Oh, I I guess I go old school. You know how they say, when you leave this home, you represent me. And that's what, that's what I I tell my son. That's what I tell my son. I said, dude, when you leave here, you represent me. Mm. I said, Miranda's, we're not lazy. Miranda's are go people. Miranda's are leaders. I said, that's what you are. You're a leader. You're Mm. a go guy. And I just implement that today. He, he really blessed me today because he texted me. He's in Cali visiting his mom right now, but he really blessed my me. And yeah, he really blessed me, and he just texted and said, "Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you. You know, thank you for all you do for me." And just to hear my son say something like that um, just really, really touched my heart.
2: Hmm. And
3: I, you know, I worry as much as the next guy. You know, he's a black yeah. black young man living in a crazy world. And I just said in a Facebook post, I said a while ago, I said, "My job." is to 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 show him that war is not the answer that the love of jesus christ is the answer and you know peace is the answer and that's why i just embedded him and i got to show it to him in my daily walk you know i just can't tell him but i have to be an example
0: yeah that's that's so powerful well we're gonna go to break so stay with us um i'm here i'm uh, here good good we got more to talk about so uh we'll be right back on the live exchange
2: in the interest of science. 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 Science.
0: Science. All right, so the science. Um, looking at the science, uh, we are going to be looking at the really the results of the uh, five years in, body cameras were implemented five years ago and what is being found is that body cameras really haven't done enough to change policing surprise surprise right um (laughs) so in spite of the fact that body cameras have been required there's a lot of there's several um i guess loopholes that we've seen happen you know people police officers will take them off um there was a case in colorado that in which a a young man was basically beaten to death, unjustifiably. He was unarmed for no reason. He was beaten to death. And the police officers on this scene said, man, turn your body camera away. So wow. it's really more of a, it, it's, it was a Band-Aid or you know, we'll, we'll just do this. And, and, and it was a well-meaning Band-Aid for sure. I mean, in, in some ways, the, 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 the cams have certainly helped. But there's also the person that still has to wear the camera who yeah. has the integrity or doesn't have the integrity. And if they don't have the integrity, they're going to find out how to get around those cameras. And, oh, yeah. and that's what's been uh, discovered. So that's the research.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's um, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, they found tricks because, like you said, if your heart is um, looking to, to, to do harm to people and not do the right thing there's, there's loopholes around everything. Um, you know, I've seen them turned off or they mysteriously fall, you know what I mean? Right in the heat of battle, all of a sudden they're on the ground where you can't see. And so right. some of them don't even turn them on.
3: Right. And, and even, so, even some of us as photographers, when we have the opportunity to shoot, you know, a protest, a rally, a march, um, sometimes we will capture stuff that we don't even see. We're actually looking at maybe a sign But there's probably something behind that Mm. that is captured that we had no idea we captured it. Mm. And a a lot of people don't know that it's it's against the law for the police department to demand for our pictures because once we take those pictures, we are the sole owners of those pictures. They actually need a warrant to get the cameras, the little SD cards, the micro cards. Yeah, they need a they need a warrant to get those from you. So once you have that, don't give those things up. You know, a lot of people think that.
0: against them asking for either one of you um, is there a law against them asking um you to turn your camera off or to not film
3: no as long as as long as you and i've researched this as long as you're on public um like a public street
2: mm-hmm. you can
3: take as many pictures as you want there's no law against it once you start lending into private property then you got to start asking questions or asking permission yeah. But if you're on a public street if you're on a public sidewalk you can take as many pictures as you want
2: yeah, yeah. With your
3: oh, now, listen though. With your phone or with our professional cameras, you can do that as much as you it's want. Awesome. There's no law against it. Awesome. I, it. I know that there were pushes for laws. Oh, against yeah.
2: it. There were. Oh yeah. But,
3: yeah. And don't get and don't get tricked for the photographers out there. Don't get tricked by saying, "Hey, I need you to give me that SD card." Nope. Mm. You don't. Know, you don't have to give it up. That
0: yeah. is mm. so good for people to good know.
3: information. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so tell us more about the the event in you know the um was it white coats for COVID is that what it was called?
3: It's white coats for Black Lives
0: for black lives oh. <laughs> not for
2: covid You know what
3: you know what you know what you know what amazed me there's a couple things that amazed me one thing was there's if you look at the pictures I had to ask there's white coats and then there's blue scrubs black scrubs and yes. green yes. scrubs see I yes. didn't know that you're a doctor so you know that I will. okay no, that <laughs> <laughs> but the white coats are doctors yes and mm-hmm. what really what really amazed me was how many black White coat. coat. It was amazing. All these doctors that are so educated, wow, so astute. The guy who spoke—if you look at the video—he sounded like Martin Luther King. He had yeah. this voice. He was—he didn't—he wasn't reading his script. He was right. literally off of his mind and stuff. But mm-hmm. I want—I first want to give out a shout—a shout out to Rashawn because he's watching right now. Focus minor photography. He's the one that helped me out too. But um, out. the other one—the <laughs> other one was Kevin Lyles. Kevin Lyles. Who's, uh, he shoots for the Washington Post, Atlanta Braves. He shoots out here in Atlanta. Okay. One thing that he taught us as photographers, he taught me was shoot outside the event. So if you look at the pictures, they're actually doing construction right, out, right across the street from Grady Hospital. Mm-hmm. And so I was taking pictures of the construction workers because it was open to the public, but most of it was for the doctors and the nurses. We had Morehouse, Morehouse College of Medicine was there, plus Emory University, um, um, plus Grady was there there was probably about a good 15 to 2000 people there. Right. Wow. But what really captured me, this one picture that really, that really caught me was we had construction guys kneeling down in the street
2: mm. wow. with
3: the doctors when Amen. they did that eight minutes. And 40 oh
2: my minutes. Gosh.
3: It, I was just like, oh, and you're trying to focus because you know, this is, this will never happen again. Well, let's pray that it doesn't happen. Again. But to capture this moment, and yeah. and and hold it i said we're holding time yes. you know we just captured time right now and there's oh, yeah. a picture and i'll probably post it up after tonight after we talk i'm going to post it up again but there's just one construction guy got him from the back shooting up hmm. and he was just knelt down and i you could i could literally look at his face and i could see like you know he was he was really hurting for what was going on and stuff yeah. and just to see you know shout out to kevin again to shoot outside the event you know the event is there but you got these construction guys, you got police officers, you got um the Marta people, you know all these people that are that are respecting what we're doing here,
0: Wow, that is powerful um i and I love that I love when um photographers and videographers get that footage you know of what else is happening it's you know because yeah. you have an eye and um you know an eye that other people may not have in yeah. those moments, powerful
3: yeah so. yeah. That's it was amazing. it was like I said there was like you know it's, it's called adrenaline but like my, my heart was pounding and the other thing that we tried to do was remember Sean we got there the thing started at one we we Ubered there so we got there like twelve twenty twelve fifteen mm-hmm. and we literally just scoped out the whole place what are we doing and he tells me dude you better go up on that rooftop right there to mm-hmm. get a shot of the whole the whole thing so as mm-hmm. soon as they started kneeling down I literally ran up yeah. top to the highest part yeah, and took a shot. picture of it, wow. got the yes. shot and then ran right back down wow. again and then started taking some more pictures and stuff. Wow. But That's everybody, amazing. I want to shout out to Grady. Everybody in Grady was amazing. Um, the director, the people that was helping us, they were they were leading us and stuff. And we were the only two media guys there. That's what really shocked me. There's no other pictures of, of it. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: it was so powerful. I mean, and for, so you mentioned that, you know, your heart is racing, your heart is racing. And I would I would just love to know, in that moment, did you feel a sense of activism? What was, you know, what did you feel like you're there for? Um,
3: one, one thing I want to say is that was my only um, event that I've shot in regards to George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. I haven't shot anything else. This was mm-hmm. the only one. And the feeling I got was an awe feeling, like an awe moment, like a wow moment, like, you know, when you hear dead silence, for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And then I started thinking about George, you know, and what he had to go through. Then I started thinking, well, my wife started running. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. When I started thinking about the doctors um, that had to deal with, you know, the COVID and all that sort of stuff that's going on. And then we add this on top of it. And then we got, you know, um, protests. There was so much going on in this part of Atlanta that it's, it's hard to explain, but you're, you're capturing a moment that is gonna be embedded in history. Even history. as we speak yeah. now, even as we're speaking now and in the future, every day we're making new history right now with yes. what's going on with Black Lives Matter, what's going on with the movement, what's going on with the COVID, what's going on with media, what's going on with internet. Every day right now, there's a change happening. This is like a revolution, but there's a change happening. And it's a good change, it's a good change. And I just pray I just pray that, you know, God continues to use my lens to capture these moments because, Mm -hmm. you know,
2: it's amazing.
0: And I know you understand the power, but I want to say this so that everybody else understands the power of capturing these moments, because the story that is told is the story that that really Dictates the the history of our country and and what our story is and what we're about and the, and the laws that are passed and when the story is not told correctly or accurately we fall into lies we are it is more easily to oppress certain people you know and so the, the it is so powerful when the truth is told when the stories are told because it really is it is an act of a- activism an act of activism but it, it truly is to be able to historically document what truly happened because there are a lot of initiatives to cover up what really happened and to rewrite that history.
3: You know, what's crazy is Decatur, the courthouse of of Decatur, I was scouting that location just a couple of days ago. And in front of it, they had this monument, right? You guys heard on the, on the news. Yeah. And I literally, I literally took a picture of it. Okay. I literally took a picture of it because around it was, Black Lives Matter turned this thing down. I mean, they had it all graffitied out and stuff like that, and just the other day they took it down.
1: They took it down. They did.
3: They yeah. took it down. I have right. a picture of it. You have a picture before wow. it was, take, you know, before it was uh, erected uh, down and stuff like that. I yeah. had no idea that they've been trying to do that for years. I had yes. no idea. Yeah. You
0: know.
3: But let yeah. me let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this cuz I I don't think they should have done it. I truly believe that these monuments that, that they're trying to they're trying to, to to, um, to destroy, to, mm-hmm. to dismantle. This is my personal opinion. I truly believe that those are actual markers in life that we can actually look back and say, look at where we've come from. I, I understand what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. but my personal opinion is leave them up. I want my child to see, look, this monument is because of where we came from. Hmm. Does that make any sense to you? That's
0: interesting. We're gonna to go to break, but I think okay. that's a really interesting question to keep on the table. So when we come back, we're definitely gonna address that. Put
3: it on the table.
0: <laughs> we'll All back.
4: right. We'll be back. Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr.
0: Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Alright, hey, so this week's balance challenge is simple. It's one word. Read. Read. <laughs> That's
1: a good word.
0: I want y'all to read. Learn some things. (laughs) Read what? What do you want us to read? I want you to read about what's going on. Read these policies that are being passed. Read the executive order that came through. Um, Read. Find out what's actually going on. Now, the interesting thing is that the news will give us the angle as it pertains to what their particular interests are. So CNN gives us an angle. MSNBC gives us an angle. Fox gives us an angle. Read. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I saw uh, last night, and I was a little late to the game, but there is an activist who is um, she. She is an artist, actress, activist, spoken word. And her name is Angela Jones, and she did a um, kind of really a monologue, just speaking her mind. And one of the things that she was talking about was Tulsa and uh, Rosewood, and how those communities were obliterated. every time, just as examples of every time black people build something and create something, it gets destroyed what she did after that I saw her in an interview, she did her research, she read and come to find out, there are 85 other communities who were destroyed just like Rosewood, just like Tulsa, 85? I knew about Rosewood because of the movie I knew about Tulsa, because of
1: the movie, yeah
2: yeah.
0: 85? I mean, yeah. it's, you know, so it, it, it actually made me think, maybe we do need reparations. You know, like, when, <laughs> when your communities have been destroyed, it, it, yeah. I mean, bombs dropped. In bombs, the yeah, right. That's serious. So, uh, you know, really? read, you guys. That is the balance challenge. Read. If you don't read anything else, read about that. Yes. Read about the executive order that's been passed. Read the policy on um, on um, lynching. Read mm-hmm. things Reed. that are being passed.
1: I love That's it. True. I accept that
0: challenge. Yes. We'll be back. <laughs> be back. All right, welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela.
1: And I'm Robert Pierce.
0: And we are joined by Daniel Miranda, who is a photographer, and he actually took uh, part in white uh, white coats for. Uh, gosh, I was going to say Black
1: COVID country. again. Yeah. White <laughs> Black Coats for Life. Black Lives Matter. White yeah.
0: Coats for Black, Black Lives Life. Let's bring Daniel back
3: on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Daniel. What's up, bro? I love the shirt, Bye. by the way. I-, I
3: hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Let's shoot. It is okay. Well, before you left us, you My asked bad. a really important question. And that was the question about the monuments. It was, you know, why take them down when they they tell my son they tell myself where why i'm where i am it gives us a piece of history well i'd like i I have opinion but i would love robert for you to i'm gonna put you on the spot robert what do you think robert what do you
2: think
1: (laughs) well um and and i hear i hear what you said but um for the african-american community when we see that um unfortunately those monuments are still being used um for signs of oppression Okay. and um as reminders is um you know we still have you under um our knees on your neck
3: i could see that i could see that i totally respect yeah. that i look um, at you it you
1: know just even as far as you know just let's go even further um stone mountain um when yeah. you look at the confederate um soldiers on stone mountain um that every time a african-american looks we see oppression we see slavery um those were representatives of the Ku Klux Klan who are very much active these days. Um, so it would be, yes, if it was just a monument and we were not still feeling the same oppression that those monuments represent, but because we are still feeling it, we ca- it cannot be a monument. It's, it's showing us right in our face
3: what's happening today. Well, Robert, let's look, let, me, let, me, let me interject this though, but what about, you know, our, our history books don't tell half the story. Okay. No, our history books mm-hmm. leave out a lot of stuff that we're just now learning about slavery and this guy owned this and he had this. And we can't rely on our school system to teach our children yeah. the history. Yeah. Maybe Absolutely. it's the, the the black history or that for me, it'd be the Aztec history and how, you know, our land was taken too as Aztecs. Absolutely. You know? And I so, want to learn about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, as, as the Hispanic community, we're in the same boat, you know, absolutely. Where, where do we, where do we train our children or teach yeah. our children history? Yeah. This is, like, I said, but this is my personal opinion. Yeah.
2: Those are the,
3: those but are the I'm landmarks. Those, those are the landmarks, son. Okay. You see that stone mountain, you see those guys at stone mountain, those guys were such and such and such and such. In which we do.
0: I know I've done that with my. Yeah, you know, yeah,
3: which we've come a long way, and I would not be able to teach my son or my daughter that because it's gone. <laughs> so, so
0: let me offer this because my thought is, we don't need to parade them around the city. Put them in a museum. Let's have a museum.
3: Oh, nice. For, okay. A
0: Civil War museum. You know, yeah. and and you know, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, let's take some
2: pictures of them.
0: <laughs> take some pictures.
2: <laughs> but no,
1: that's a good idea—a a museum or something. Um, but they're all they're they're spreaded all over the city. Um, you street know, names. even names, even street names. Um, if yeah. you did research, street names, and so it's just a constant reminder of what's—it's always in our face, and that can get draining. Um, I when wonder- you
0: if it has anything to do with being new to the city, like, and I don't know, Daniel, if you've been here, I know moving years. here,
3: 20, 20 years,
0: moving here, and I've been here 10 years. It was shocking to me. I grew up in California, and hey.
2: Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's West Side, y'all. is West Side, yeah, West Side. yeah I don't it. know not. nothing about yeah. that. So,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so moving here was shocking. When right. I saw Robert Lee Boulevard or whatever, when I see, you know, I'm like, whoa, this is deep. Um, you know, so.
3: We yeah. are in a, but see, you're in the South. That's one thing. When, right. when we moved out here back in 2002, 2001, 2002, um, I, like I said, California, redneck. We're going to the redneck, you know, community. We're going to be around a whole right. bunch of white people. And I So nope, it's a huge melting pot. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that it was a huge melting pot. And so for me, I just, I fit in, I just fit in, whether it's Hispanic, white, Asian, black, yeah. Korean, Indian, whatever, you know, like I said before, I was raised up to love everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, Absolutely. but I got to teach my children, like my, my daughter Absolutely. and my son, those landmarks. This is, like I've said, my personal opinion. Yeah. Those, I, I look at it as a tattoo. You know, you get a tattoo, that <laughs> tattoo, I can tell you exactly when I put it. I can tell you why I put it. I mm-hmm. can tell you how it hurt. I can tell you how much it cost because those are time markers in my life.
2: Gotcha. And I look at
3: those monuments as time markers. This is this is why we put it up. This is why this was it. And we have learned from this.
0: So let, me, I, let like, me... Like I said,
3: Robert, that's just my opinion. Oh, yeah, no, your I, opinion I respect, is completely yeah, respected. Respect.
0: Um, I, and I have another kind of um, way of looking at this. Um, you know, I just mentioned during the break or during the Balance Challenge that, you know, Tulsa where, you know, the the massacre that happened 99 years ago of the Black communities that were built, what would, ha- I guess, how would we feel about a monument put put up of the people who led that massacre? I, I would prefer wow. a monument wow. of the people who w- were probably, you know, victimized through that, if anything, or some kind of thing, saying in honor of the lives of, you know, such and such. Yeah. Uh, but, but to, wow. I guess, okay. honor and commemorate the
3: folks who did that, when, it,
0: that's a slap in the face.
3: When we went to Washington, D.C., my wife's um, father was in the Korean War and at Washington, D.C., they have this beautiful Korean monument of mm-hmm. the Korean soldiers that fought for America and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she literally, yeah, exact yeah. same thing what you're talking about. She literally stood there for a few minutes and just mm-hmm. remembered her dad because of this monument and they were Koreans,
2: mm-hmm. you
3: know, so. I guess the monuments have their place. Yeah. It depends on what you're trying to erect. Yeah. Uh,
0: right, right. What
2: is and the that, You said
3: it right there, what you're trying to erect. Yeah. What you're trying to erect. What are you trying yeah. to say? And apparently yeah. Stone Mountain and these other ones, at the moment in time, they were trying to say something. And we have, like you guys were saying earlier, you got this new wave of of, I call them part twos, the, you know, 25, 20, 25 and 30 that are coming in and they're trying to change the world and praise God that they're trying to change the world. You know, it's so sad that it took George Floyd, um, death Mm -hmm. slash murder for this to happen. But, um, they're finally seeing the light that we've seen the light for years. You know, it shouldn't have to happen that way. But, um, one of the pastors that was speaking to, that was speaking at his uh, service, I was watching it on CNN when they were having it at his funeral. Um, she said that, like, Jesus Christ had 33 years to be here on this earth for a mission.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's so
3: sad that George Floyd's mission was to to open this box. Yeah. You know, to let yeah. people see inside this box, this world that we've been living in for so many years. And right. And say, look, dude, this time, man, it's this time. you, gotta, you yeah. guys it, got it. Ah, and
1: unfortunately, you know. the box isn't yeah! pretty, you know. And this is where we are now. But like you said, I'm so encouraged by our young people, and just how we are coming together as a collective. Yeah. Um. You know, we're seeing less and less people go over to the other side, and there's more people about love, and and that's what we need. And they're and looking I, increasingly
0: just, foolish.
2: Yeah.
3: But can I can I throw this real quick? And and because mm-hmm. I was I was just in, I was in uh. This is. A, Um, Kirkwood area. I was doing some scouting out there the other day and I I love the people that are out there protesting. I love the people out there with Black Lives Matter and 90% of them are white. I Mm -hmm. just don't want this to be a fad. I don't want this to be, you know, I don't want this to be something like, oh yeah, let's get on the bandwagon. Let me put a Black Lives Matter in front of my house and stuff. Dude, you got to understand, man, that all lives matter when Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter.
0: So
2: yeah. you
3: got to understand that so it you know yes. I'm my brother I love you I love <laughs> you you and you so.
0: <laughs> I love it and and keep yeah. taking pictures because that, this is what keeps it going when those images go away yeah. the fire dies that's how important your work is so thank so you so keep much taking those pictures thank um, you so much how do people get in touch with you how do people hire you Should, we might need to hire you for our uh
3: yeah our photo shoot.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. were just saying. Yeah. We a well, you got you got a, a website as www.dvmp.com which initials this DVM which is Daniel V Miranda, dvmp.com. Okay. Um Facebook DVM Productions 2996. Um Instagram DVM Productions 2996. Um cell phone need to Get you on Instagram. 6786. <laughs> Seven three five zero nine seven seven. Um uh you know what? Ninety percent of my work is word of mouth. It's just it's 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 really more God than anything else. Because when he opened the when he you know how they say when God closes one door, he opens up another one? Yes. Absolutely. I could literally tell you that God opened up a floodgate. How about mm. that? Wow. Oh, and uh, yeah. I'm actually I'm actually booked until mid May- August right now and we're in June. Wow. Awesome. So that is awesome. amazing. Congratulations. Is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well your book is you. so good. It's so thank good. you so much! Wow, thank you! And yeah, please absolutely. keep
1: up the work. Um, the great, the pictures were amazing, are amazing, they not were. And I just wish the best for you. That um, the world sees them. You are a part of history.
2: Yes.
1: Um, when history is told, your photos will be there. Yeah. And so thank you for for yeah. um, coming to the front. Thank you for being on yeah. the front line in your lane, exactly. doing your thing, man. We we need. Exactly. It.
3: We love. Thanks, Doctor Doctor Pamela. Thank you for reaching out because I, I never met her, but I feel like I've known you guys for five years. I know, so, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I know. Just, yeah, but she reached Daniel- out to me, and she. Go, go ahead, ahead. I'm fine. This
0: is America. Oh, I was going to say, you no, know, Daniel. I have a publishing company, and I would love to do a coffee table book or something with your yeah. work. So, so thank let's so talk. Much. Let's talk. Yeah,
3: I, <laughs> I um, I know we're running out of time, but I just want to thank everybody for the opportunity. Um, you know we're out here to bless people, um, and I just I just thank you, Dr. Pam. Thank you so much for reaching out. Um, I wouldn't have never known who you are or this format or this forum without Dr. Pamela. Just to reach out and say, hey, I love your work. I would love yeah. for you to come on. So it's well, really more Dr. Pamela that. than me. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for saying yes. <laughs>
3: yeah. Love you right. guys. I got some editing to do tonight,
1: so right, thank you bro. so much. We'll keep All in right. touch. Yes, sir. And we'll be back. We're coming back, and we're going to go into our second hour of the Live Exchange, and we're going to have a talk with some fathers. So um, we're going to have a good time. We'll be back at the top of the hour.
2: Let's
0: (laughs) shoot.
1: Welcome to the Live Exchange. I'm Robert Pierce.
0: And I'm Dr. Pamela.
1: And today we've been talking activism. Our first hour, we had a wonderful photographer, Daniel Miranda. Um, who took some amazing photos down at an event down at Grady Hospital here in Atlanta. Um, It was White Coats for Black Lives. Um, And um, we just had a wonderful talk about just, you know, um, that was his first time at a protest or anything. And he's taken some photos that's now been shown around the world. Um, and so it's amazing. And in this hour now, we're going to, um, a little bit later on, we're going to have some brothers that come on and we're going to just talk fatherhood today is father's day. So happy father's day to all the fathers out there. Um, and so that's what we're talking about. So Dr. Pam, what's going on? It was yes. a good first hour, wasn't it? That
0: was a great first hour, you know, and it part really of the was. the inspiration for that hour is that there was a video that was going around of a woman in L.A. who captured police cars that really cornered this man in the middle of the street, and they all had their guns drawn. The man was unarmed. His arms yeah. were up. They thought he was somebody who had robbed something, and mm-hmm. I don't know whether or not it turned out that he was or wasn't but she was pleading with him, please just put your guns down. Please, can somebody just go over to him? Can somebody Mm -hmm. just go over to him? I mean, they had those guns drawn for a long time. And I'm thinking, what are y'all doing? Like, what are y'all doing? I I mean, is this just the stand? I mean, the guy's sitting there with his hands up and she's like, go to him, somebody go to him. And I just thought that was powerful. She pleaded and cried and you could hear the trauma
2: and mm-hmm. what she
0: said during that time is, the police officers killed my boyfriend five years ago. Wow! And she, so here she is, kind of reliving. Yeah, reliving possible, that moment. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's so. That's, that's what
0: inspired that set, you know, uh, segment.
1: Yeah, and it's just so important. With you know, we all have these cell phones, these cameras, and um, we just never know the video that we take. Um, can change somebody's lives and get justice for someone, you know, imagine <laughs> if no one was around for George Floyd um, right. to take those videos, you know, no one's around for Armand Aubrey. you know what I mean? Yeah, Even I mean, though it was one of the aggressive, but you know, that video again, yeah. um, you know, and the video does not guarantee justice because we know Rodney King, we can go on for days. Yeah. Um, but it, it at least gives us a conversation to say, okay, look, um, we're not making this up and there has to be change. And so I'm encouraged about all this. And so please continue to, to um, take the pictures, you know?
0: Right, absolutely. And you posted something um, where, it was it you? I'm not sure if it was you, but I, you may have, where a black woman was um, really challenging a car full of white people who were giving bricks out or trying to give yeah. bricks out to protesters. Yeah. And She was not having it. Like, no, you are not going to destroy our protest by handing out bricks.
1: Yeah, I posted that. Yeah, it was an African-American. She just challenged these Caucasian kids that were running down the street giving out bricks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then her argument was, which is valid, you're going to get these kids killed because, you know, they're out here shooting these kids. You know what I mean? And so why would you do that? And so. Um, there's been videos of bricks. I've just got so many videos of police leaving bricks on the streets, mounds mm. p- of bricks wow. in front of buildings that there's no construction sites all over the place. So yeah. these videos are useful. And, you know, and I've heard some people say, well, turn the camera off if I'm getting beat. Yeah. You know, what I mean, go help me. But we need to we need both. We need we to need help. Both. Both. <laughs> but yeah. we do need the video. You're going to need that video. Yeah, um, because, um, you know, think about what um, the brother Brooks here in Atlanta video again that, you know, multiple um, videos that it the
0: different been, angles that make was charged. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, you know, let's not take it for granted. Don't just take the video camera out to twerk or to, you know, take some foolishness. Um, <laughs> you know, if you see something you know, let's, let's document.
0: Yeah. Now there's a safety factor that comes with that. And I, I I want, I was wondering, I actually meant to ask Daniel about that as well. Um, And I I would imagine that you need to try to use some level of caution in in making sure that you're okay. Um, You know, you know, but it's, it's, it's risky business, but it is heroic when you're able to capture something that, that saves somebody's life.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not for the faint of heart, you know, no. because there are consequences that could come with it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. But, um, yeah. you know, it's something that has to be done if we're going to continue to, to be in this fight for justice that we're looking for. We we continue to need proof. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah, exactly. we need we need proof. Yeah, um, still in 2020, we don't have enough yet to believe that police are doing this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so, um, <laughs> you know, we uh, yeah, I can go on for days, but we're going right. to take a little break and uh, we're going to come back in the second hour. And again, we're going to have some brothers come on and we're going to talk fatherhood in these days. So we'll be back here at the Live Exchange. <laughs> Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Robert Pierce.
0: And I'm Dr. Pamela.
1: And right now is my segment, um, Treasures from the Heart. And today is a simple treasure from the heart. I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out here in the world. And I have a um, couple of brothers that's going to come on now. And we're going to talk about my treasures from the heart together. Is that all right today? I love it. Awesome. Sounds good to so me. So let's bring them in. We have, um, who we have with us today? Brian Walker. Is he here? Brian Walker. What's up, brother? He's coming in. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? All Can right. y'all hear me? My brothers are here. Can y'all hear me?
2: Yes, sir. All
1: Hello. day. So first of all, Happy Father's Day, my brothers. Mm. To you too, my brother. Happy you
0: Father's too. Day, gentlemen. Happy yes,
5: Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy
1: Father's Day. And on today, we, we're talking Father. Today, this year, it seems to be a very special Father's Day. It's something different. Um, Because of what's going on in the world, Um, we know what's going on with all the protests going on out there for injustice. And even on Friday, we celebrated Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. And there's been a resurgence of the African-American culture, um, especially the black man. You know, I've seen so many uplifting um, texts and posts um, going on. And, you know, not just today, but happy Juneteenth. And, you know, texts about I love a black man and just brothers and sisters just um, sending you know, communications just showing love, and so I just want to ask each and every one of you brothers, how does it feel to be a father, um, in these times? And you know, what, first of all, are you celebrating fatherhood today? Um, let's start with you, Ernest. How are you feeling today, and what's going on?
0: And I'm tell us who well, you are, too. Give
1: us the. Yeah, give us, and let them know who you are, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
5: doing well. Thank you so much for asking. First of all, thank you for having me on the second time. Hello, yeah. Dr. Pamela. How Hello. are you today? It's good to see you pleasure again. Pleasure seeing you. Yes, it's always a pleasure seeing you. My name is Ernest Moore. I'm the executive director, founder of Future Gents, a non non-profit organization where we teach our young men uh, the importance of being a gentleman. We base that on six principles, style, etiquette, leadership, confidence, effective communication, um, and overall manhood skills. We've also just added mentoring to that. Um, so, Rob, you know all about that. You were, you were mm-hmm. there uh, when we laid the first brick for Future Gents. Um, yeah. Brian Walker is there as well now. Um, that's who I am. And uh, I... To answer your question, it feels great to be a father, and and this day and time, uh, I take my fatherhood responsibility very seriously. Um, I don't have any sons, so uh, future gents became my my sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had two two daughters, one just turned thirty five, and one will be twenty seven this year. So, um,
2: awesome. we All right. we, well, we grow Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Exactly. Dad, absolutely.
4: Amazing.
1: Brother Kenyon, this is my brother from Another Mother. Love him to death. Come on, let us know how you're feeling today, my brother.
4: Oh, first of all, man, thank you all for having me on. Um, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to be with you all on this panel. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Um, My name is Kenyon, Kenyon Prezi. Um, I'm a business owner. Uh, We just did a name change. So my business now is Keynote construction's pinnacle we do residential and commercial services i'm a native of orangeburg south carolina uh later migrated to charleston south carolina i also attend the same church as brother yeah. robert there so i live also in stone mountain so again thank you all uh for having me today
1: man how's fatherhood tell us about fatherhood how how's you, how's it going for you man
4: Man, it's going well, you know, having to have that conversation with my son, you know, having to talk to him about how to get home safe if he does encounter the police. You know, he's uh, 26 and I do have two grandsons as well. So just having that conversation with him, man, it's been kind of strange to really sit him down and tell him, hey, man, make it home. That's that's the most important thing. And and it's hard because he's a rambunctious young man. So Mm -hmm. uh, he's been doing some marching. In the area that he lives, he lives in uh, Ankeny, Iowa, currently. Wow. So, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so tell me about it. Wow. Awesome.
1: Awesome. And my man, Brian. Brian, my man. Good to see you, bro. You looking good. How you feeling today? Tell the people who you are.
6: Man, I feel real good, man. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Uh, it is a true honor. And I don't use that word often, man. Mm. But it's a true honor to be in your presence, uh, E.P., um, good, good. I, am, I am also on the board of Future Gents. I'm the chairman. I uh, work very closely with Ernest Moore where we try, but well, we're not trying to. We are leading these young men into the, the lifestyle of gentlemen. I've got. Uh, I've got two, two sons. I've got one daughter and I've got one grandson. Hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, talking about these times to, to my children have been a little difficult because I have been extremely emotional over the past few weeks.
1: Mm. Yeah.
6: And I've had a hard time, you know, sometimes putting sentence sentences together. Um, I've been very vocal at my job and uh, they have stepped up to the plate and really are making a difference and uh, doing some positive things for the black community, man. Yeah.
0: can I, can I jump on the emotional part? Um, you know, what, what does that look like? And, and I guess we're going to do it when we come back from break, but, but, I, but it is an emotional time. And I would love to yeah. hear more about that in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, I, I heard a father on the air recently say that it's so emotional to him that he just doesn't talk to a six year old about it. Cause he can't, he doesn't know how to. Um, so mm. I would just love to know when we come back, um, what, what does that emotion do for you all in your fatherhood?
1: Right. Yeah. We'll be back with the Live Exchange. All right, welcome, welcome back. back. To live Exchange. I'm Robert Pierce. And I don't I'm talking know who supposed to, to go. But I don't really, either. We just, yeah, you know, good. together. <laughs> but we're back here, and we're talking fatherhood for this last hour of our show, and we have three wonderful guests, Ernest Moore, Kenyon Prezi, and Brian Walker, my brothers here. And we were before the break, we were talking about just what it means to be father. And Brian was um, talking about the emotion of this time and and talking to their children about um fatherhood. So, Brian, I want to give you the floor again to continue your thought and um, talk about the emotion of of these times and being a father and having to talk to your children.
6: Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I grew up in the Midwest. Uh, Mr. P- uh, President, you, you, your son's in the Midwest. I grew up in the Midwest and I didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of uh, prejudice, a lot of things that you see now today. I didn't see a lot of that as a youngster.
2: Hmm. But
6: I moved down here to Georgia, I've been in Georgia now for 32 years and uh, it's been different. It's been different, but I have been, I'm going to tell you, I mean, I've been tearful. I've been mm. really, really tearful. I've been having some difficult conversations, trying to get my point across to the people that seemingly do not understand.
2: Mm. And I've, yeah. had a fella,
6: I've had a Caucasian fella ask me one day, he said, what do, what do I tell my children? And I, I said, what do you tell your children? Hmm. You know, and he really couldn't understand that there was a problem. Oh, clearly he yeah. couldn't because that's the kind of question that you don't expect to hear.
2: Yeah. At least
6: mm. I did not anyway. You know, and, and then, you know, the, the, the other thing that they try to do, they try to turn it around and make it about themselves and say, well, I got a black friend. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
6: <laughs> Not the Time to tell me you got a black friend and you can relate to what I'm going through and what I'm dealing with. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. no idea what it is to, to live in my skin every single day. We as yeah. black men have to prove ourselves every day
1: we walk out of the house. Yeah.
6: everyone.
0: What's that face?
1: What are you thinking? Because yeah. you, you, <laughs> you said your son is in Idaho, Iowa. So that's different. That's right. You know, when yeah, you yeah, said it, true. all of our faces was like, whoa, because, you know, we know what that could mean for an African-American a man. Yeah. So talk about the conversations you're having with your son.
4: Well, you know, when you started talking about the emotions, you know, to have to have that conversation with him and, you know, he asks a lot of questions and. You know, he kind of like want to see my lead on things. So him being dab smacked in, in in the middle of Iowa, which Ankeny is about 45 minutes away from Davin, away from Des Moines. So he he's also dating currently uh, my daughter-in-law. I call her my daughter-in-law. Um, and they have two interracial kids because she's Caucasian. Hmm. So, you know, he he's having a struggle and I'm having to talk him through. Cause she's, she's Caucasian. So she doesn't know how it is to be a black in America. Uh, He's, he's experiencing all kinds of, of racism now from coworkers, people not acting like they want to have conversations with him. So I've been having to kind of, kind of, you know, strengthen him and and give him some, some, some tactics on how to navigate because I mean, it's different. Like you said, it's not like Atlanta, you know, the melting pot. So he's, he's, he works at a bank. So, he, you know, he gets that person that comes to the telewindow window and they, like, want their business, but they don't want to talk to him. Wow. So emotionally for him, he just started a movement in, in that area. I mean, he was out one one day with his sign, just him by himself. Oh, wow. And the police rolled on him. Wow. He started recording. So yeah. it all ended good. You know what I'm saying? The police chief and he pulled all those people together and they actually did. A march you know a a, a protest so yeah it's on youtube and stuff so i'm proud of him the way that he was able to navigate so just like most of the other fathers you know it's hard having to talk to your son about what he's seeing and i actually had an opportunity to go to minneapolis and had that experience to share with him so yeah it's hard man it's hard trying to just keep him together with it you know his head is really really spinning right now wow i think
0: one one thing that that gets lost in this conversation are the conversations with our daughters. And so, you know, I'm going to target, you now, Ernest, um, because I, you know, as a woman, as a black woman, I've been pulled over and I've experienced some pretty scary things as well. You know, I've had, um, I've been pulled over in a, um, you know, dark alley. I'm not moving. I'm not stopping here. I'm not. So I'm turning yeah. my hazard lights on. I'm going slow. I'm pulling to the side and I'm going to go to the next shopping center. I get there. I've got five cop cars, cornering me and guns on, you know, scary. Right. Just me and my two-year-old daughter. Um, I've had an officer scream at me because he was convinced I was feeding. And I said, well, no, sir. I actually looked at the thing and I wasn't. Don't you dare lie to me. And it, and it was, and he was trying, trying, trying to provoke me, trying to mm. provoke me. I refused to be provoked, but it was yeah. scary. His gun was on his hand. Or his hand was on his gun the whole time. So I don't by any means want to discredit what black men are going through. Um, but I also know that these are conversations I have with my daughter as well as my son. I have a daughter and a son. How do you have these conversations and what kind of conversations do you have with your daughters, Ernest? Well,
5: you know, that's a, that's a great point, Dr. Pamela. And before I answer your question, let me address the two previous points. Um, I've been dealing with this with this my entire life. Mm-hmm. Okay. This didn't just start because of George right. and um, um, um uh, you know all the others that got murdered senseless, senselessly. Right. Um so we Rob, you know, we from up north. Yeah. We've dealt with this our entire lives. Yeah. The only difference is there's two differences um, in, in this day and time. And I'm, I'm speaking for myself probably through Rob, but I'm older than Rob, so I kind of know uh, have a little bit more experience. But we had those same problems in Philly, mm-hmm. right? You couldn't go into a certain neighborhood, That's period, right. point blank. You, you just couldn't. And if you were there, you were on a milk box the next day. So mm-hmm. you, we saw this undercover racism all our lives. Coming down to Atlanta, when I drove on 85 and I saw somebody with a Confederate flag on their car, Mm -hmm. that just put it smack dab in my face. So it's kind of like Malcolm's with the fox and the wolf, right? Up north is the fox. Down here is the wolf. Either way, they're going to eat you. Mm -hmm. One's just going to sugarcoat you. The other one's just going to straight go for your neck.
2: Mm -hmm. To your point,
5: to, and I see a
2: uh yes, <laughs> <30 minutes. seconds. laughs> Right. Um,
5: I had to talk with my daughters and I let them know, hey, listen, don't have court in the street. If you mm. said you were speeding, okay. Take your ticket, get gone. The whole purpose is to get home. Mm.
0: That's good.
1: Wow, that's good. It's not and, well, very
0: different from the talk we have with our sons.
5: No, not at all. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, not at all. And we'll, um, we're will we going to come back um, after this break, and we're going to continue talking with our brothers. And we're just talking fatherhood in these day and times. And so please stay with us here on the Live Exchange with Robert Pierce and Dr. Pam. We'll be back.
2: In the interest of science. 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 Science.
0: Um, I know... Black fathers get a bad rap.
1: Absolutely, you know,
0: there's all these stereotypes—they're absent. They're not this. They're not that. And um, you know, I was just listening to a forum where it was uh, Candace Owens and Ti, and they were going at it. And, you know, and I was looking to the comments, and they're like, "Oh, Candace Owens is dropping the knowledge." You know, "Oh, I used to ride with Ti, but I can't ride with him now." And I was like, "Is she dropping the knowledge?" Um, what she was saying, she was giving statistics on how how seventy percent of of homes don't have fathers involved. That is not true. Um, In fact, what the CDC found was that Black fathers are more involved with their children than any other race in this country. When's the last time you heard that? Right. (laughs) When's the last time that narrative has been pushed forward? They
1: don't don't push that. Now, because they may not live in the same home, but they are, we are involved.
0: Exactly. And And so that's
1: where they twist the narrative.
0: Right, because what is said is that it's not that, there are a lot of families that the the husbands and wives may not be married in many cases, Mm -hmm. but the fathers are still involved with their children. There are divorces in white families, but yeah. even in in comparison to that, black fathers are still more involved with their black children than white fathers who are divorced from the mothers and in their involvement with children, black fathers surpasses involvement. Wow. That's the research. <laughs> that's the research
4: well, from Pam, the CDC. I tell you, well, Doctor Pam, that's that's it's funny you said that because. Um, I'm a father um, to my son and he's not my biological son. Um, it was because his father was absent. And when I met my wife, Sandra, he was probably 10 years old. Hmm. So since that time, right now, we're probably 15 years in the game. Since that time, he's changed his name to my name. All hmm. my grandkids carry my name. So, wow. you know, I'm not saying anything negative to the guy who wasn't in place. But I'm glad I was in place. Yeah. Um, you know, to be able to to join hands with them. And I mean, it's a sad statistic uh, that we're hearing this and seventy-four and percent is surely something new, you know what I'm saying? Because twenty years ago that wasn't a number. But
0: I don't even you know, know if that's the number are. now. It was just
4: <laughs> thrown out there in a forum.
0: I I that's what, my thing today, y'all, I, I just need y'all to read and do the research because I don't know if that's the number, but I know what the CDC said.
5: Well, wow. well to, to 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 the research point that that is correct. You're, you're both correct, right? It, it's actually seventy-two percent. But when they talk about the, when they talk about the statistic, they're talking about the fact that they are single mothers, yeah. right? That doesn't mean that the fathers are not in the lives or have an right. influence right. on the children. It That's the part it. that they leave off. That's yeah. the part they leave off. But yes, um, a, a lot of us. Um, for whatever reason. There are a sundry of reasons um, why. But this didn't just start. See, what we have to realize is, when we talk about systematic racism, when we talk about Black Lives Matter, we gotta go all the way back to, to the early 1800s when they stopped bringing us over from Africa and they started boarding houses. See, mm. this is where all this started. A, a, black slave, a black male slave, his only job was to produce more slaves. That was his main function. Fast forward to today, when we talk about BMs and BDs, it has not changed. It has not changed. Mm -hmm. We are Mm -hmm. fortunate that we have some brothers here, and there are Thousands, probably millions, others, just like us. Um, Um, this isn't rare. Recognition. We don't get the recognition. So
6: right, and and you know what? And and it it probably was by design because back in the day, when they started the welfare programs and things of that nature, the projects and all of that, man, you know, they Mm -hmm. they separated the families once again. Yeah, we were separated Mm -hmm. when we first got to this land, and then it separated us again. So, you know, there was a pattern there that was learned behavior. And, you know, and uh, we didn't know always know how to go back to where we should have been. Yeah, but we are. Let me, I, but but we are going in, in droves. We're going in droves. Yeah,
1: I want to ask, um, and I put this out for any of the brothers to answer. Um, What would you say to the father who checked out? Um, You know, he hasn't been around. What would you say to encourage him to check back in?
6: Hmm. You missing out. You missing hmm. out, bro. That's you good. missing out. You know, not only from te- from teaching that young man and being in his life but you're missing a piece of you as well. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not just laying down and getting up. You have left a being there. Hmm. A part of you is, th- is still there, you're missing out. If you don't go back and get that, it's a, it's a problem. Not wow. only for you, well, yeah, but, it's, you know, but yeah. it's a problem for him, but it's a, it's a bigger problem, I think, for you.
5: Hmm. Well, um, well it's, Byron. It's, it's, it's the cycle, right? His father probably was not there. And his grandfather was probably not there and his great-grandfather was probably not there so it is a uh, evolving cycle what i would do is i would sit down and talk to the young man hey while while brian is correct you're missing out let's talk about what we can do to recover what you missed out now you'll never get that time back you'll you you've missed that first two being missed you've missed the prom you missed all those things but let's talk about what we can do to recover, so that this doesn't happen again.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
4: Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's funny you brothers say that because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been in a situation where, earlier on, you know, I was real young when I met them, and my son, you know, nobody suffers but the child. You know, right. he's so much emotional trauma that you're yeah. mm-hmm. still still bobbing and weaving through. You know that 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 whole thing that he had to go through—the father not showing up—and and I encouraged earlier on for him, and I still do to a certain extent. But my son's a, an adult now, so he makes the choice. So I even earlier on tried to initiate conversations with Kyrie, who's my son, and his his biological father, and the guy just mm-hmm. never never stepped forward. And you know, even now with my son's children, you know. As a young man with two kids, man, he has a a, a three year old and a and a four month old, and and he's still a young man himself. So having to encourage him to stick and stay, I don't care what it is that you go through, man, you gotta have that stay in power. And I've been really, really, really being real stern on him about when things spiral out of control, man. This is the unit that you've been given. This is the place that you've been planted. So you got to make that work. And, yeah. and thank God, man, he's been, he's been awesome. sticking in there. I mean, uh, I got my hats off to him. And, and there are a lot of young men that don't have that. Somebody to say, well, Hey man, your father wasn't there. So, you know, here's what it's supposed to look like. Here, here's what it's supposed to represent. And what we do is we encourage these young men, you know, who are, who are broken themselves because of, because of the experience they're broken. We're in a broken system. So we have to really, 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 you know, from a biblical standpoint, pour into them that they're able to face these challenges that they're going to face as black men, as black yeah. fathers. Mm-hmm. It's easy to walk away. It's easy to walk away. I mean, you know, this guy, I'm, I'm not throwing him under the bus, but don't know where he is. And me and my son, you know, we rocking and we don't, you know, we, we don't really care. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, wow. it's, it's, it's just him. He's a strong father right now, and I thank God for putting me in place to be able to serve this family, man. And it's just about uh-huh. serving one another, and it's 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 a good thing, man. I I'm truly blessed because of it. It's made me become a better man.
1: Hmm. Awesome, um, Ernest. Let me let me ask you this, and Brian, because of uh, no future gents, and you you work with a lot of young men who never knew their father, and you are the first um, positive male figures, or even period male um mentors anything to come into their life um talk about the the challenges and rewards of of pouring into young men who for the first time they walk into a room and see other men
6: Well, i would take one of the challenges i have i'm sorry ernest forgive me but you want to go ahead bro
5: no, no go, go ahead, ahead brian please
6: you know I, i've i've mm-hmm. had challenges where these young men just don't know what to do they have no idea how to react because what they're encountering is men coming into their homes with their mothers it's like, it's, and I hate to say this, I hate to say this because there are a lot of single mothers that are doing a fantastic job that are doing some excellent, excellent work with these boys.
4: Right, right, right. I,
6: you know, I've, I've got an auntie, and I know I'm digressing here, but I've got an auntie. My, my uncle died many, many years ago, and she was left with three boys. And she's done a hell of a job with those three children, with those three boys. They're all grown now, doing their own thing. None of them have been to prison. And none of them on drugs. and none of them, It's all good. A couple of them married. You know, one has a great career. You know, and, and they're doing great jobs. But what these young boys don't see oftentimes is, is a stable person in their lives. So the challenges that they have is trust. Mm. They don't have any trust. Mm. <laughs> and it's difficult. Yeah. To, you know, It's difficult to gain it because we don't have all the time we need to get that trust back or, or, to, or, or to establish the trust. Yeah. So the, the number one problem I think we have when we're dealing with these young men is getting them to trust us first. And that's, mm-hmm. that, that's a difficult task because no one cares. Oh, wow. No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care.
2: Yeah, That's, absolutely.
6: That, that's it. You know, and um, so that's the biggest problem I've seen. Ernest?
1: Yeah.
5: And, and, and Brian is 1000% correct. Let me add two other words to that. Like and trust. Uh, no like and trust. Right. They have to first know us then like us, and then they'll be able to trust us. And let's add a, a, a an addendum or another word to that, love. See, mm-hmm. they're not used to love. They're, they're in so much chaos mm-hmm. um, that they don't get a chance to see. <laughs> they don't get a chance to see the the, the no like, trust, and love. My biggest challenge is they're not used to structure yes including the parents i've had more parents get mad at me for teaching these young men structure than the sons themselves hmm. so um I, I know your producer gave me the, the signal so I'll, I'll i'll hold off on that and yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right when we come back we're going to continue this conversation um we've got a couple of more questions definitely the other things that we're going to hit on so stay with us if you've got questions Definitely enter those into the comment box and we will touch on those. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: We'll be back.
4: Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela.
0: Dr. Pamela. All right. So this week's balance challenge is very simple. One thing, one word. All I'm asking is this week, I want you to read. Read. Okay? (laughs) There are too many important things happening, too many important things on the table. Ernest has plenty of books behind him, so if you need one, (laughs) pick it up (laughs) (laughs) with your mask on. (laughs) We have too many things on the table right now. We have an executive order that was just passed. If you read the fine print... There's some loopholes, yeah. <laughs> you know? So some things are optional. You know, you, you, the chokehold is is banned unless you feel like your life is wow. in danger. What does that really mean? I want yeah, you all to read, it. spend the week reading. There are so many, you know, for example, we know about Tulsa. We know about um, Rosewood. I, I just listened to a young lady, Angela Jones, who told us that she's doing the research and she's finding out that there is at least 85 other cities that were massacred in the way that Tulsa and Rosewood were. We weren't taught this in school. We have to pick up a book and read these things for the internet or whatever and read yeah. these things ourselves. So my challenge to you all this week is to read. There is some important information. We are not being taught. There are laws on the table. They just passed a, a lynching law. Do we understand that? Do we understand the dynamics around that and what it actually means? Um, so read. There is no Reed. time that is more important in my lifetime that I can think of than now to read. If we're in the middle of a revolution, we need to know what we are revolutionizing about. So that is my challenge to everybody this week.
1: I accept
5: that and, and, and that, that I, I accept your challenge as well, Dr. Pam. And, and that's where my frustration lies, right? Because you're talking about lynching laws in 2020 In right. 2020 right
1: right yeah we're yes. gonna come back because we're gonna come back from this uh, we're gonna talk about that Ernest. no doubt yes so we'll be right back because we're gonna talk about that so we'll be right back here in the live exchange wow Ooh. welcome back to the live exchange i'm robert pierce and i'm dr pamela and right today, we're talking about we're talking about fatherhood with three brothers, my brothers Ernest, Kenyon, and Brian. We're having a wonderful conversation about what it means to be a father in, in the times of today. Um, there's a lot of civil unrest and justice that's going on. Coronavirus, we cannot even forget about coronavirus, all that's going on. And um, now more than ever, it's important to be fathers and be a good father. And um, before the break, we were talking, and Ernest, you was bringing up lynching. And we was talking about the modern day lynching. So go on and mm-hmm. f- continue your thought um, on what you were saying.
5: Um, yeah, yeah, because, you know, this is something that happened back in the 1800s, the early 1900s, you know.
0: Last month. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs>
5: to, have this, to have this happen now is, is when, when Brian talks about emotional, right. that's emotional. Right, yeah, and we're talking about Los Angeles, right? We're right. not talking about Mississippi or the brother in South Carolina, oh, or talking Georgia, about the or Alabama. Yeah, yeah. lynching, yeah. straight <laughs> lynching, hanging right. from trees right. in yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. This this is disheartening, right? Yeah, this is disheartening. Right.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah. For those of you who don't who who don't know, I'm sure I'm hoping you know, but if you don't, um, there were two black men in separate cases, separate scenarios. Five. Yeah, five.
6: we have five now. We're
0: at five. Yeah.
6: Houston, Houston was one of them. I think I think one happened in Georgia as well. Yeah.
0: Houston, oh my god. Wow. Yeah. That was actually a long. That was like a two years ago. I think it was an mm. old article that they um, brought back as Resurfing. well. Resurfing. Yeah. Wow. Regardless. Yeah. There are black men that right. have been found hanging from trees. Right. Recently.
1: Yeah. And, and the you know, um, t- as a father, it's it's tough because, you know, our children tend to look to us for wisdom oftentimes. And um, and these days I don't have a lot of wisdom because, you know, we tell them, you know, comply with the police. We've seen when people comply, they get killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What, you know, what do you tell? I remember a conversation I had with my daughter and it bothers me because I, I believe I'm doing okay for myself. I don't no longer live in the projects. I left New York. We're doing okay. And um, I live in a good community, but I'm still having conversations. Before I taught my daughter how to drive, I had to teach her how to respond to police. Mm-hmm. Do you know how dumb of a conversation that is with a 16 year old right. child, a girl yeah. You, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, come but, on, it's, and so. But, but
5: to your point, Rob, that that's our job, right, as fathers, absolutely. right? We want to do everything we can to protect our children, male or female, right? So yes, we have to have those conversations, Doctor Pam uh, Kenyon. We got to have those 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 conversations, even with our daughters, yes. Um, yes. even if they're a passenger, right? Mm-hmm. Our our job is to protect our children. So, yes, you're you're one thousand percent correct, Rob. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and it's just sad that we got to have these and I call them dumb conversations in these times that we got to sit down and still have in 2020 have conversations Mm -hmm. to be careful. That's dumb, man. That's not acceptable. Yeah, It's crazy. It's It's crazy. it's, It's crazy. Right. And so as a father, I can't I should be talking about, you know, investing and and, and building wealth for generations. But I'm talking right. about how to deal with the police. Come on, yeah, man.
0: That's, that's ridiculous. One of one of the things that I wanted to ask is that, uh, you know, in in these conversations about, you know, George Floyd, they you know, there's a lot been said that he was calling out for his mother when, you know, he called out for his mother, every mother. Um, heard that call out. Um, I'm curious to know, you know, because the conversation has largely been about around mothers and mothers watching over their sons and and so forth. Um, As you, we can all see here, we have a panel of fathers, Um, you know, how, I guess, how do you respond when you hear those kinds of things that are are, are largely, you know, focused on, on mothers? How do we bring us together? You know, we are parents, even if we're not parenting in the same house, we're
6: parents. You have the difficult conversations. You have the yeah. conversation that you don't want to have. You simply mm-hmm. sit down and talk about it and say, listen, this is what I'm feeling. And I want to hear what you're feeling. And we have to learn how to listen. We yeah. men many times don't learn to listen until later in life. Mm. We have to learn to listen to the women that we are dealing with regularly, especially our, our, our children's mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't do that, <laughs> man, what a problem we're gonna have with chaos. Talking about being loud, the two of us would be loud yeah. in front of that child. Yeah. yeah. So we gotta, yeah, we gotta learn how to speak and have the difficult conversations uh effectively. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. How
5: about how about if we started before we have the children, right? <laughs> how about we do it then? How, oh, about then we right? sit down, how about we sit down and find out all about the young lady? How about we court that young lady? How about we talk about some of the struggles that she went through as a teenager or mm. as a child? And the same in reverse. See, And, and, and I, I spoke of it earlier. If she's just a B.M., Look, we don't really care about her, right? She's just BM, right? But when she is my child's mother, right. when Your I have parent, respect like, for her, her exactly, yeah. when I have respect for her, that changes the whole dynamic. Yeah. We have to start before. One of the things we teach, self-control, mm. self-discipline. So mm. get to know this young lady, before you lay down and procreate,
0: right? And there's a possibility, and I think you're about to say something, Kenyon. I'll just say real quick there's a possibility that it may not work out. Yes. There are some strategies yeah. to put in place when they don't work out to mm-hmm. still be a father, to still be a collaborator, co parent. Go ahead, Kenyon.
4: I have the opportunity not only to to talk to my son about this, but I often talk to Kaylin, who is um the mother of his children and you know i talked to both of them i listened to them like like brother ernest was saying and brother brian was saying and they ask a lot of questions and we make we make things real plain between each other and and you know rob talked about early about wisdom and not having a whole lot of it right now you know and having to have the kind of conversations with them i listen a lot to them and i'm able to help them navigate together you know how to to sometimes ain't no fruit on the vine, mm. you know, they in the same house. I can remember many times, you know, he was like, yo, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And I'm like, well, you, if you, you can leave, but somebody else is going to raise them children. Think about how you're going to feel about that. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and every time we have that conversation, you know, he's like, well, no, I don't want to, I don't want them to be like me. You know what I'm saying? Having no father, doing high school, doing prom time and all that sort of thing. And then on the other hand of that, you know, Kaylin she often doesn't know what to do. She's, she's a Caucasian woman, you know, she might've dated black before, but she doesn't understand, you know, how to navigate the family hmm. unit in the house with a black man. Yeah. So her mm. parents, mm. great people, great people, but you know, they're still trying to grasp the idea that their daughter yeah. has joined with, with, with a black man, so wow, it, it's, it's rough. It's rough. It's rough.
5: You know. You, you know. It. Your, your point brings me reminds me of Goodfellas, when, um, the young man left Karen, right, and uh, the two older guys came back and said, "You gotta go home. You
1: gotta go home.
5: Mm-hmm. You gotta go home. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: it,
5: Always. You gotta go home. We're not telling you not to do what you do out there." But you got to go home. See, and there lies the difference, right? We don't have that, generally speaking, in our community where we have an old head that will go back and talk to these young men and say, yo, you got to go home. Yeah. Okay, what you do? You go home and take care of them children. You go exactly. home and take care of your wife.
4: You chose her. You better that exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Work it right. out. Because them kids not going to care why y'all was arguing? Why y'all broke up? They not even—they too young to, to understand that. All yeah. they gonna want to know is where—where where did you go? So I often tell them, man, hey, yo, think about it like this: Is it something that you can get past? Is right. it something mm-hmm. that you can get over? You because get through it all. Life is gonna deal you—yeah, life is gonna deal you hands sometimes that you are gonna be like, oh man, I'm gonna throw in the bag. Well, if that's your—if that's your position. But he always ends up back home, man. And it's been pretty strong for him and the family. So that's what what we got to do, Brother Ernest.
1: Yeah, Yeah, awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you to the three of you brothers um, for just being um, positive examples in my life. Um, Love you, brothers, individually, you know, and and collectively. Um, And just want to say, um, again, happy Father's Day to you all. And thank you for um, standing on the wall and um, standing in the gap. Um, for the brothers who, you know, for whatever reason, and, and you know, we want to encourage our brothers out there who are, you know, absent fathers. Come on, it's not too late. Get back in the game. Let's go. Yes,
4: come on, come on. We need
1: there. you all. You know, make let's go.
4: Um, yes. Make that
1: call. Swallow the pride. Whatever it takes. You yes. know, get back in that child's life. So I just want to say thank you, and on today we celebrate you. Um, yes. Today, um, time is is just about out, and so um, yes. I just I didn't want it to go before I said thank you publicly. Um I love you guys and there's nothing y'all can do about it.
2: <laughs> I love you too, I Love free for real.
0: Gentlemen, <laughs> how how can um people get in touch with you if if you um if they need to connect?
6: You can reach me at Brian David at Facebook, Brian D Walker 225 on IG. You can just call me. My number is 404-644-1539. That's
0: what it is. All right. Thank you.
5: And you can reach me, uh, Ernest.more at FutureGents.org is my email address. You can also reach us at uh, www.FutureGents.org. We have our own page on Facebook, uh, Future Gents. Uh, we are Future Gents Official on uh, Instagram. Um, and, and my number is, is public as well, 678-250-4368. That 4368 stands for GENT, G-E-N-T. Oh,
4: all right absolutely all
0: right is that is that Kenyon? like i ain't giving my information out
4: that- <laughs> nah, 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 okay. that's, that's not it yo my website is uh kcp um you need your house painted dr pan we can come take care of that for you but if there's anybody that that might have any questions you know i'm on facebook Kenyon and sundra i share my page with my wife uh be glad to help you guys uh Brother, Brother Moore, Brother Ernest and Brother David, you know, as you guys are going forward in that endeavor to to train up young men. All right.
0: Thank you so much for, for joining us. Today's show, everybody was really looking at activism, activism with the camera, activism through fatherhood and just in listening to everything that they've said about Fatherhood—it's clear that, it, especially being a black father who is aware, who is intentional about the work that he does with his child—is in and of itself activism. So I thank you all for that, and I thank everybody yes. for listening today. Um, we are here every Sunday from sixty-eight on on uh, Sensation Station Network. Check us out, get engaged, and remember: when we dialogue better,
2: we
1: do better. We do better. Have a blessed week. <laughs> we love y'all
2: love you too bro love you back bro